It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome to the BBC Country Farm magazine podcast. The podcast that provides the perfect escape into the countryside when you can't get there yourself. My name is Fergus Collins, and I'm the editor of the magazine. After last week's escape into the Wiltshire landscape of the 19th century, through the words of Richard Jeffries, I return this week to the Brecon Beacons for a walk into my local hills to see how spring is progressing. So climb a wild ridge with me, and then explore a hidden valley full of tangled oaks, with a symphony of spring birdsong at every step. I hope you enjoy it. There's a field of large oak trees to my left here. And at their foot are hundreds and hundreds of celandines. And it's a bit overcast. It's a... The clocks have just gone forward. And I'm out climbing a hill. My daily exercise with my dog Idris. So if you hear a jangling, that's his collar. Uh, but it's lovely to see all these millions of celandines, because it's overcast, they're not open yet. If the sun comes out, if the sun comes out, they turn into, each one of them turns into a beautiful little star or sun. It's a cold day, it's a cold day in spring. And uh, just passing a field of oilseed rape, which is already 
brightly in flower. It's not even the end of March. It's the 30th of March today. Uh, so I'm in the Black Mountains, climbing a lesser peak, following um, following the edge of what looks like parkland. There's some old wrought iron railings here, huge holly trees, and uh, crow's nest high in a conifer fir tree here. So these hollies and fir trees are sort of bulging out over the field which looks like it's had horses in because there's it's all rucked up from yeah it's clearly horses horses hooves there's a tree down here a recent faller and the ground is slightly boggy but less boggy because we've had a few dry days during the first week or two of this coronavirus lockdown I'm heading towards a farm but around it oh two magpies that's an excellent start to this walk um, as I've been walking up the path from the bottom of the hill I've noticed how the flowers are or spring flowers are really coming up so there's little tiny white stitch warts which are yeah white flowers with very sharp needle-like leaves, hence the stitch part of it. So I believe, oh, three magpies, three for a girl then. Uh, that could be interesting. Lots of crows, lots of jackdaws. Uh, crows foraging in this horse. Yes, there are some horses here. And in the field beside there, lambs, loads of lambs, relatively young. I keep Idris on a tight lead. He's Idris is a he's a lurcher and uh, he runs like the wind. He has to be kept on a lead at all times when there's any livestock around, which is the uh, and in this current climate, keeping dogs on leads is essential because dogs can transmit through there. You know, if you were to stroke a dog and touch its collar and someone with the virus had stroked it beforehand, that could be a cause of transmission. But anyway, happy things. Fields of new life. Lambs here. There are two. I love the names of the colours of horses. Bay, chestnut, roan. These are dark brown. That's probably roan. Passing a garden of a remote house and there's a lovely magnolia in flower. But other things in flower. Stitchwort, little white flowers with the needle-like leaves. Dog violet, which is the purple. They're really beautiful when you look close up, but they sort of can get a bit lost at the foot of the hedgerow. I found some cyclamen, which are obviously not native, but they look rather lovely. Cyclamen. Papurusens, Papurusens, dandelions coming through, which is wonderful. Well, there's a horse blocking our way to the stile. Now, we're going to be very careful going over the stile because we're not going to touch any parts of it. We're sort of going to do a, uh, not a Fosbury flop, a delicate high step. So this horse 
wearing a natty red jacket, thick red padded jacket. Keep it warm in these chilly early spring mornings. There you go, there you go. They're just going to leap styles, which is very useful to have a dog like that. Come on then. Daffodils flowering along the lane. I'm now in a little lane across the horse field. Now in a little lane heading gently upwards. There's a footpath sign on my left. Lots of magpies are out. I've probably gone through the the whole seven for a secret, never to be told. Yeah. I don't know when you get to the end of the magpie song um, whether you start again. I've lost count now. So here we go, on a lane with the classical woodland flowers here, stitchwort, celandine, berries of ivy still here. So this is a sort of hunger gap for many birds, but there's plenty of ivy berries to eat. They don't really like them, I don't think, but uh, they'll eat them if nothing else is available. Yeah, and a funny, a funny plant here, which just shoots up in early spring. It's pretty unremarkable. Called Dog's Mercury. I love the name, Dog's Mercury. It sort of looks like sort of a little sprig of mint. It has these minuscule, negligible white flowers at the top. Uh, and there's whole stands of it here. It's one of those without whom's the more beautiful flowers wouldn't have anything to show themselves off against. I think think of them as the meadow pipits of the of the hedge world. Little green jobs, as opposed to little brown jobs. Nettles everywhere. Lots of young nettles. So if we get hungry, kind of forage a few tips of nettles. Make some pesto or something like that. Use it like spinach. I've done many times, it's actually very good. Nettle soup is good. But you have to whiz it. it can be a bit fibrous. The sun has come out now. There's a robin singing up here, chiff chaffs, chaffinches. And uh, I'm hoping to see some, some buzzards doing their courtship sky dancing type routine. So the hazels and hawthorns in the hedge are just beginning to unfurl their leaves. Little tiny, like bonsai leaves. So we go. Blue tits going by in a holly tree. And now a laurel hedge around. There's a black cap. Blackcap singing in a garden up here. So there's a, on this hill, which is a foothill of Sugarloaf, very famous Brecon Beacon. And there are houses dotted up in the hills. So for those living remotely, 
the lockdown is less of a pressure because you can get out and walk and not see anyone up here. I've not seen anyone this morning. So I'm looking down onto a whitewashed farm out half a mile down in the valley. There's our wren. Morning, Mr. Wren. And there's a lovely, a huge red barn. Getting some gorse here, getting into more open country. Still on a lane, but quite soon I'm going to fork up a very steep bit. And I think hearing me heavy breathing as I stagger my way up is no one's idea of fun. Lovely blackthorn blossom on the edge of these. There's some woods, so the hill rises above me and becomes heavily wooded. Oaks and beaches, as far as I can see. And on the edge of it are some blackthorns. And these glorious little white flowers. May even be some bigger hedgerow trees, like wild uh, damson types type things. Often when you're walking along these lanes, uh, it takes a dog sometimes to find them, but there's these tracks leading down the hedge banks, just thin tracks. And you can see if there's fencing or wire, it's just been raised slightly, been bent upwards. I'm imagining these are the tracks of badgers or rabbits. Now I'm looking down on the, on the field of lambs that I saw earlier and their mothers. Say hello, lambs. Quiet, they're all feeding. Hungry time. Right, I'm gonna climb up to the top of the hill. So I'm halfway up this hill. I've, had, I've paused for a bit of breath, but also just taking the view. Now I'm surrounded by um, dead bracken everywhere, and bracken hasn't even started to show. End of March, no bracken. There's a few foxgloves though, which are growing here along the side of the path, well-worn path. There's a shoe in the bracken. Thought that you see the odd single shoe here and there. I wonder why. Looking south from this hill, which is called the Rolben, uh, over the town of Abergavenny, which looks very still today. Oh, a sparrowhawk is going past me as I speak. A sparrowhawk just flying across the line. I'm still watching it, flying along the line of the trees. Brilliant brown bird, rounded wings, long tail, very manoeuvrable in these sort of wooded habitats. Oh, that's good. Uh, so he'll be hunting great tits, blue tits, and dunnocks and things along the edge of the wood there, goldfinches. Looking south over Abergavenny to the massive of um, the Blorange, and like all these hills, it's cloaked in woodland around its feet. Oh, that's fantastic to see that sparrowhawk. There should be some buzzards up. I've seen some already, but uh, I think that was a female sparrowhawk, very brown, quite big. Sporadic rowans and birches growing on the hillside here. You hear the wind in the trees. There's more trees around some of the outlying houses and farms. So I'm looking really down the Vale of the Usk. You can see the river Usk from up here, just a 
strip of silver now. Yeah, so a little bit of way to go to the top. There's a nice ridge walk with views, wide open views of the Brecon Beacons. I've already done a hill walk in these podcasts, mainly because of the wind. You can hear the wind and a load of firs nearby. Big conifers roaring. It's like the sea crashing on the beach. So Idris is still with me, you can probably hear him fertling around. Idris is a lurcher, he is mostly whippet and then some greyhound and some border collie which has created the most lovely dog but he's uh, very clever, quite nervy, loves people, loves them too much, jumps all over every visitor and uh, He's getting better as we train him and train him and train him and train him. But he's a natural bouncy dog. So this is just a very brief taste of life on the open ridge. Um, lots of gorse, dead bracken everywhere. Incredibly, it looks like there's been a fire on the flanks of the main Sugarloaf Mountain blackened a wild windy hilltop uh, sorry about the wind it's cold wind chill is is pretty epic up here um, lots of gorse sprags of gorse gorse everywhere sprigs sprags a few foxgloves lots of anthills uh, part of the sugar lake looks like it's been burnt uh, relatively recently this dry bracken, even after all the rain we've got, it dries out in the wind and it is so deadly. Very quickly catches fire and you often get serious, serious blazes up in these hills. So I've come off the ridge which runs between two very beautiful valleys and um, now descending you hear the wind blowing dry leaves and the footprint. Oh, the beach speaking to me. It's amazing. It feels like this beach might snap. Part of it's already snapped. It's actually got a bit of a sort of cracking going on. It might sort of talking to an ent there, tree beard. Uh, so the slope above me is very burnt, although it hasn't affected the birch trees. It's burnt all the bracken out. So, oh gosh, and it goes well down into the valley. It's like someone's poured tarmac over the hill. That's really bad. That's quite recent. Uh, I'm going to be walking on ashes quite soon, actually. Just getting under another big beach, my feet crunching on beach mast. You can hear the pad of Idris up ahead. Idris is um, a very conspicuous dog. He's white with huge black spots on him. Oh my goodness, 100 acres gone here. 
Okay, we're going to go down now, descend into the valley. Uh, really bad. Actually, the footpath, that was interesting. The footpath has created a sort of fire break here, and the fire's stopped, so it hasn't reached an enclosed bit of woodland to the south. Um, so I'm about to walk on, on on ash here. Burnt. This is me walking on ash. What a landscape. It's incredible. Complete burnout. It's like a Martian landscape. Yeah, the trees have survived, the bigger trees. But even there's a little holly, so it must have just flashed through. Yes, yeah, so this happened relatively recently. Idris has got sooty paws. So he's got one big black spot and now he's got black paws from walking on the on the soot, on the ash of the, all this burnt. It's mainly just the uh, the bracken that's burnt, I think. Uh, but it's the last thing we need at the moment is fires on the hills, uh, which is another reason why visitors' num numbers are being reduced because a lot of people come and have picnics, have barbecues up on the hills, and just don't get it. That um, actually, there's heather burnt here. Yeah, so it's stopped here. The path has stopped it. So these worn, eroded footpaths do have a purpose. So we're going down, me and Idris, into thick woodland. So I've tangled like upturned krakens with their tentacles pointing to the sky. These are beeches and oaks, mostly oaks here actually. The outer branches covered in lichens, which is a good sign. Just descending this quite steep path. There's an, almost no understory here. There's almost no vegetation, a few little rushes and some moss. But uh, these incredible twisted trees. And the trees themselves are green with moss. Very still. It's lovely after the wind on the. Oh, there goes my deed. It's lovely after the wind on the hill. A piece of these giant trees. And there's no signs of leaves. Barely any buds, actually. Oh, there are buds, but there's not much happening. Certainly not breaking. Some potbelly trees. Fat and then very thin, sort of Tyrannosaurus rex arms, branches. And then really big, big ones that start big and keep remain big. Some which are perfectly proportioned and like a child's drawing of a tree. Others seem to have four or five main stems coming out from a big fat base. Like, almost like they've been coppiced. Maybe they have many years ago. Some of these beaches. There's no bird life here at the moment. I think probably because there's not an awful lot of food to be had, but we're descending all the time to a stream. I'd like to expect to see a bit more life down there. It's quite a precipitous path, so I'm going to take extra care. 
down into the valley, they get closer and closer together, younger trees by the look of things. Maybe that was cleared, whereas above, the bigger, older trees. I imagine sheep get in here and graze the new saplings. There's no, very few saplings. And that's a problem for woods like this, so they don't regrow. They don't have this successional... There's a bit more life down here. Uh, nut hatches. Just an incredible tangle of, um, of oaks here. These are often what they call western rainforest. Here's the song of the oak woodland. And a dog. So there's wood pigeons. Here, distant nut hatches. You might be able to pick up a distant sort of ripple of the stream down below. Yeah, that's a nut hatch. Kingfisher of the woods. Sun's coming through the trees now, and it creates this lovely light green fringe to the upper branches of every tree. Top lit, obviously. They look. Yeah, there's not hatches everywhere. Suddenly, there's loads of bird life down here as we get into the warmer, more sheltered bits by the stream. see the water sparkling down in the valley below. Idris is interested in sniffing every single fallen leaf and log. There are some beech saplings further down. They've got a foothold on the steeper slopes where some of the larger trees have perished over the years. I'm arriving at a very typical Brecon Beacons mountain stream. This comes off the Sugarloaf and runs through something called St. Mary's Vale. Um, and it sort of divides and as it tumbles down the, the hill, mountain, it sometimes hits an obstacle and divides itself and, become, and threads its way among the trees in several different streamlets remains of a dead sheep on the far bank. Idris is excited by absolutely everything, which is as it, as it should be. So there's just hundreds of little mini rapids and tiny waterfalls. It just gurgles and gushes. No room for fish in this little stream. There's an I'm amazed how low it is already. Probably won't get any lower. Yeah, I can see a sheep's carcass on the other side. That might be what's exciting, Idris. Uh, you're not going anywhere near that, mate. That's too far gone even for you. So now we've got to find our way across the stream. It broadens here and it looks like someone's made a sort of bridge with some stones and branches. So we're going to have a go. Come on.
just is very good at picking his way. He hates water, absolutely hates it. So he picks his way delicately like a ballerina with his long, long legs, tippy toes. Uh, there, I'm across safely. Absolutely no one around. Glorious oak woods above. There's one tree with its leaves out on the other side of the stream. Work out what that is. The early starter, maybe that's Hawthorne. Got my binoculars so I can have a little look at it. Yeah, that's right, it's Hawthorne. Hawthorne really is an early starter, and it's amazing to see that bright green in amongst the dormant, slumbering trees. Here's a little bit of the song, Brecon Beacon Stream. Yeah, just imagine being surrounded by oak trees, tangled oak trees, tang and tall, stately beeches and a dog who can't sit still. Lesson. Yeah, song of the mountain, really. One of the things I've noticed uh, since this lockdown has been enforced is uh, far fewer visitors to the area, as it should be. Um, car traffic has really, really dwindled. And so there's Less noise, definitely less pollution. The air seems cleaner, although everyone seems to be having their lighting bonfires in my neighbourhood. That creates its own mini smog on some of those still evenings that we've had. Uh, so just walking along a sunken lane, a very rudimentary lane, and there's a, there's a hedge bank. I'll get closer to the stream. Here we go. The stream's broader now. There's been a couple of little tributaries adding to it. Uh, yeah, very soothing. Yeah, so fewer visitors. It's quieter everywhere. Uh, other walkers I've spoken to locally have said, there's a lot less litter. There's pretty much everyone I know who walks now, takes a bag with them and picks litter. There's nothing to pick up. Admittedly, I've seen a few bits today, but old, old litter. So... I wonder whether we can slightly change our habits a bit. So I'm now crossing a little stone bridge here. It was just so sure-footed where I'm not. I'm now walking on the roots of these alders that form the bank. And the stream has broken into three separate streamlets. And I'm going to get my feet wet here. There's no way over. Hedris has just forsaken me. Ah, trouble is, he's on a lead, so just when I'm off balance, he pulls me into the deepest puddle. He's been all right here. And now we're on one last big bridge, and we leave the, with a little waterfall tumbling into a pool below. I'm going to be leaving the stream behind now. Oakwoods, sparrowhawk, dogs and absolutely no other human beings. An enormous oak tree has fallen 
tearing the, the path, this lane, with it into the valley. Wow. Absolutely colossal uprooting. So as I return to civilization and lock down for the rest of the day, I'm taking a few more extra lungfuls of air for myself and for everyone listening. And I hope these podcasts can act as some uh, breath of air. I'll do my best to get out of the recorder when I can. I'm hoping to do a dawn chorus once we've got a few more migrants. Red starts and uh, pied flycatchers and wood warbler would be lovely to record on this new recorder. Small woodland bird sounds which find hard to identify. Might be a tree creeper. There are tree creepers around here, definitely. And uh, yeah, so this is a song of a of a up here, song of a tree creeper. Let's see if I can get it again. Oh, it's just back here now. Yeah, that's a tree creeper. Yeah, funny little song. Don't hear it very often. So Idris and I are going to head back down into the valley. Um, if you are frustrated, stuck at home, can't get out into the countryside, do visit our website, countryfile.com. It has loads of countryside experiences to enjoy vicariously. Loads of things you can do at home to bring the countryside into your home and garden, from attracting wildlife to crafts and crafts, learning skills that give you that taste of the countryside till you're able to get out there again. We're with you at all times. Um, we can be contacted. Contact me, editor at countryfile.com. That's my email. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, at countryfilemag on Twitter. Facebook, just search for Countryfile Magazine. And on Instagram, BBC Countryfile Magazine. So thanks for listening. Take care. And tune in again for some more Taste of the Countryside. Goodbye now.